0: to this episode of Athletics for Life. Um, it's good to see you again, Jeff. Uh, to I know we it. get to chat once in a while, so it's always nice. We're kind of in the comfort of our own homes. Uh, and we've got a pretty awesome guest today. You want to share a little bit more about him?
1: Yeah, we are very fortunate to have Mr. Alex Hykins on our podcast today. Um, Alex has been appointed as the representative of the United Nations Children's Fund here in Mongolia since 2017. Um, I've worked very close with him because his two daughters are at the International School of Ulaanbaatar awesome. and uh, he led the development and implementation of, uh, of UNICEF's policy on climate change, energy and environmental sustainability.
0: That's awesome. Um, I know we, we know a little bit about him. Uh, I know that he was involved in martial arts, uh, he's got a, a, quite a background in martial arts, so as a wrestler, I'm pretty excited to talk to him and hear more about his philosophy uh, with martial arts and his approach and how that's uh, hopefully carried over to what he does today and how that's stuck yeah. with him.
1: Talking about this uh, podcast with Alex, he was uh, sharing with me that he would like to talk more about his martial arts background instead of UNICEF. Um sure. He loves uh, martial arts. He started very young with karate, and he will talk more about what he's done, a lot of different martial arts, but he's very into jiu-jitsu now and still in kickboxing, and his daughters are uh, doing uh, Muay Thai and BJJ, and uh, yeah, he wants to share more about the philosophy and why he uh, values it so much, Um, so it's going to be an interesting talk with Alex today.
0: Oh, that's great. Can't wait.
1: Hello,
2: Alex hey guys hey. hey how's it going how's it going uh, all good it looks like everybody decided to wear black for the interview
0: yep there you uh, go
1: color <laughs> <go. laughs> color <whole> special setup <laughs> yeah. for you here alex so uh <laughs> pretty cool so uh yeah let's get uh get started thank you for your time alex on this yep. uh, lovely saturday afternoon <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, well, Alex, this is my first time uh, meeting you and getting to talk to you. Uh, I know Jeff uh, knows you fairly well. He said he, your daughters mm-hmm. go to the school. Um, yep. So can you just take a little bit and introduce yourself uh, for me and anyone else?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So my name is Alex. Uh, I've been in uh, in Mongolia now for about three, three and a half years Um Living abroad actually since early two thousand four, so it's been a while. Uh, I work for UNICEF. Uh, I'm the the country director over here. Um, so yeah, for UNICEF, everything for children. That's our job. That's what we work for. And then indeed, on a on a personal note, he has married uh, two girls, uh, fourteen and uh, no, fifteen and seventeen. Oh,
0: wow.
2: And um, yeah, it's uh, yeah for them. They've always been living abroad, more or less. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. We kind of, you know, modern nomads, I guess, global nomads, uh, like many of you guys, as well as uh, teachers at international school. And um, uh, in the Netherlands, I um, uh, was born in a small city and then moved to uh, Utrecht, where I studied. Uh, and okay. that's where, where uh, I met my wife. That's where my oldest was born. And that's also where I really got into sports. So that's where, it, in many ways, life really started.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. That's what we want to talk to you about today.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what sports were you interested in? Jeff, or not interested in, involved in. Jeff had mentioned you had a bit of a martial arts background. Um, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. How did you get started with that?
2: Uh, Yeah, it, actually, I wanted to start really early when I was 12 or something. I, I was really interested in it. Uh, and then I discussed it with my parents and they were like, no, 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 no. That is <laughs> not going to happen. And... Um, I think the main reason was that they were just really not familiar with it, yeah. and it's it scared them off. They thought it's it's about fighting. Uh, I wanted to do karate. Uh, I knew that it was around uh, there was a uh, possible it was a dojo in my city. and uh, for my parents, because they had no clue what it was, they associated it with with violence and aggression. They said, no way, it's not going to happen. Uh, so then I I had to wait uh, until I uh, I started to study uh, in Utrecht, and then at university, you know, away from mom and dad, mm-hmm. there was a good opportunity uh, to to start karate. There uh, was a very good teacher uh, at university, and that's, uh it was I was 19 when I started, and at the same okay. time I also uh, started swimming. Uh, a friend of mine at school uh, at university he really taught me how to uh, really how to swim uh so it was at that time four five four times a week swimming three times a week karate and that's uh, that's where it started yeah mm-hmm.
1: so alex in our uh, pre podcast email conversation you talked that you uh, stopped karate uh because of the belt system uh and the competition aspect of it can you explain a little bit of why you stopped karate and you went into other martial arts mhm
2: yeah it was not really that i i stopped because of that uh it it had i mean there, there were different aspects to it uh i was indeed i was training a lot and i was just not very interested in in doing competition i was very busy with my studies and i didn't feel it would would add anything i just my, my mindset was not for that it was really You know, stress relief, uh, just getting better in terms of uh, technique. And, of course, you do your light sparring uh, during the training sessions. And that was perfectly fine for me. I did not need more than that. Uh, But over the years, uh, I did get a little bit more kind of, well, I started to look around. uh, or, or became a little bit less interested in karate. Uh, and it, indeed, it had to do with the belt system. Uh, one of my frustrations was that I saw that some people, you know, they were just really good at doing exams. But yeah. that did not make them a good martial artist. They were just good at doing exams. Uh, so then you had some people walking around with a black belt. And I was like, well, I know you got the belt, but I don't know if you really are a very good karate car. Uh, so at that time I stopped doing belts uh, when I had the third queue, uh brown belt, uh, and then I, uh, I I was still continuing doing martial uh, karate. I was just not not going for the belts anymore, and and then at some point uh, I mean I also started to work and started to do my PhD, and then just got really busy, and then mm-hmm. it's it started to to slip a little bit. Also the um, the the team was changing you know the motivation was different some of the guys that I could really work with very well and also the girls uh, they had moved on so I just lost my motivation and then on top of that then at some point the the really kind of the the change was that from a PhD work I had to uh, to do a lot of work abroad and then mm-hmm. I just kind of gave up on the whole thing and then at some point you know uh, PhD work was finished and we moved to Bangladesh for my for my uh, for my work. Um, we had children, and then you, you feel like you don't have time for it anymore. And then after a couple of years, I felt like, okay, I'm gaining weight, I'm getting weaker. Um, I'm, and not only physically, but also mentally, I was not feeling very well. Uh, and then I uh, it was at that time in, in Thailand where then I started doing karate initially again, because yeah, that's where you come from, you know, so that's, mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't forget your roots. Um, and at the same time, I was like, okay, well, this JoJo is not fantastic, but at least it's something. And then within a year, I I I did the two other belts, uh, so the first, second queue and the first queue. And it, for me, it really proved that it just made no sense doing the uh, doing exams because it was just too easy to get to get through mm-hmm. the exam and get a belt. And then I was talking with one of the other guys, and he he told me he was doing Muay Thai. And I was looking at myself like, why am I still doing karate? I live in Thailand. Yeah. Why am I not doing <laughs> Muay Thai? What's wrong with me? So I made the switch. I started um, t- uh, training. I found the dojo literally next to my apartment where I was living. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and yeah, that was it. And since then, I've been doing a lot of uh, Muay Thai. That was uh, back in 2000. That was actually in 2011 yeah, or something. And before that, I had a, a brief stint in Indonesia with uh, with kendo, which was also really interesting, completely different. Um, I think what was really fascinating for me about kendo was that the community that we, the the, the kendo community, was a very traditional Japanese community, and um, mostly, well, all of them were men. Um, and the first time that um, my wife, she also joined at that time. Uh, the first time that we went. Uh, where we were with about 12 or 13 people, I think, uh, and excluding ourselves. And the 12 of them together had 360 years of experience. Oh, geez. So... Yeah, then you do the math, you're like, okay, so many of you guys, you're like in your 40s and then adding it up. So you started when you were like five. Yes, that's true. Many of them started when they were five. And for them, it was just, it was more, it was, there was not a sport. That was really, that's that's almost kind of a religion. Mm-hmm. And there were, many of them were training seven days a week, uh, two, three days, uh, two, two, three hours per day. And just endless repetition, repetition. But that was very, very traditional. Uh, but in many ways, very interesting as well. And yeah, the the um, uh, the the amount of time and energy and commitment that these guys showed was just absolutely incredible. But of course, that's also what I saw with some of the really good karatekas, uh, and also my my one of my former teachers. He was the coach of the Dutch team. Um, and also uh, with with Muay Thai, you know the guys they just train so much and they just only with that commitment, of course, then you become really really good. uh And it's such a pleasure to work with people who are so committed and so good at what they do and and love their sport so much. So yeah, it's uh, but it's been a very interesting journey. And now here in Mongolia, also doing uh, again uh, Muay Thai. Uh, it was very funny to find you know. A, 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 a place in, in mongolia where i could do Mo itai i was really not expecting that uh and then recently i also started uh, uh brazilian jiu-jitsu at the same school uh, okay. again just to continue to diversify uh and it's also really good for my back what, i found out what so that's school
0: is that alex if you don't mind me asking
2: uh garuda Ah,
0: okay i used to go to garuda uh maybe four years ago uh, and okay. i actually got my wife involved doing jiu-jitsu uh, yeah i came from I come from a wrestling background, and yeah uh, when okay. I first got here, I was training a little bit, but it was just too hard on my body, um, getting thrown around and jiu-jitsu was kind of nice as I was getting older. I'm not too old yet, but it just didn't hurt as you much, have to
2: adjust you, know? you have to adjust what you do yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah,
0: um. Mm -hmm. you you mentioned you have two girls and when you first started off, you felt like you didn't have any time. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. I have two young, two young daughters, uh, Uh two years old and under a year old, seven months old. Um, how did you kind of work, uh, work that into your life again? Mm -hmm. At what point did you say, okay, I really have to start working out. You said you noticed you gained a little weight. You weren't as sharp. Um, but then, kind of walk us through that that time in your life and how you you made the switch back to martial arts.
2: Yeah, I I, I now I remember it was actually when we uh, from Bangladesh we were very briefly in Thailand and at that time I did not uh, restart the martial arts, and then we moved to Indonesia and it was actually that kendo that brought me back uh, into martial arts, and that that was 2007. The girls were about. Uh, five and three years old and I found out that this candle club was just across my office and then I was like okay well if it's just across my office why not on the way out stop by the gym and then continue home Uh, and I think that that's something that I've been continuing to do since then is really Make it, make it part of your routine, you know, kind of between office and home, you stop by the gym and then you're home. For me, it's just mm-hmm. impossible first to go home and then kind of, you know, hang out with the family, you know, on the couch, have dinner, and then you go to the gym. No, that's just not working. That just, does, it does not work for me. Um, But what for me, what I really like about the routine is it really gives you that opportunity, first of all, to just have that one hour really just for yourself. I -hmm. I dearly love my family. I love my colleagues. But it's nice just to have that moment for yourself and do your own thing. Um, And it helps you to unwind, uh, to relax, uh, get the stress out of your body of the whole day uh and then by the time i get home i'm i'm much more relaxed uh mentally i'm more relaxed physically i'm i'm in a good way i'm tired and that then just makes things makes life better and not just for me uh, but also for the rest of the family oh, so sure. yeah really integrating that in your daily routine and finding those two three hours per week uh on saturday the same thing just just escape for those one and a half two hours uh it's 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 it really helps and um yeah finding a dojo that is kind of on the way home it makes life good yes mm-hmm. oh, definitely
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. alex both your daughters are into martial arts and i know they both really enjoy it um but you also you're not force them but you support them in their uh, martial arts uh, journey can you explain us uh, why you support your daughters into uh, uh, into jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and into their into their muay thai training yeah.
0: into such a violent sport like your parents would have thought. You
2: know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah. At, at some point, they also did a couple of lessons MMA, which was quite a hilarious. You know, like okay. <laughs> a five-year-old uh, hammer fisting a bag. It's good fun to see with two little ponytails. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, but there was, I mean, the, the whole idea was, uh, um, and it started when they were much and much younger, when they were really small. Uh, my wife and I, we were, We we both really enjoy martial arts and and my wife uh, stopped because of a severe knee injury uh, injury, uh, many years ago. Uh, So we said, well, it's a sport that's not just really just kind of fun to do and and to practice, but uh, it also really builds self-confidence. It makes your body and your mind stronger. And, you know, when something, you know, when you're getting into a difficult situation, first of all, because you, you will come across as more self confident the risk that it escalates is actually smaller. And if, if it does escalate, then you can handle yourself and, uh, I think, yeah, with girls, I think arguably it's even more important. But also for boys, it's important to to be able to uh, to grow as a person, um, to to be kind of respectful because the dojo is all about respect. A good jojo, at least, is all about respect: uh, respect for the dojo, respect for the teacher, uh, respect for the martial arts, uh, respect for your fellow students. Um, and I always say it's it's in a way it's the ultimate team sport. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you not a team player, you're going to do a lot of damage. And that's not what you want. That's not what you should be willing. Uh, because then you can't learn. And it's no fun. But it's only with really good teamwork. And you really learn on how far you can go with the person that you're working with. Whether it's someone who is better than you or someone who is a beginner. Then together you can really grow. Uh, so I think that's another aspect that I find very important uh, of, of martial arts and um yeah for the girls indeed they started when they were uh 4 years old at that time we were in, in uh, i don't know where we were i think it was bangkok and they started with uh, taekwondo because yeah that was yeah because you have to also look at kind of what's available in the neighborhoods yeah. and there were not yeah. many options uh for very young children and um in a way i never told them that they have to train like 10 hours per week they don't have to become a professional but we did make it clear to them one hour per week. That's all I'm asking. And uh, for the rest, you can do whatever sports you want, you know, uh, whether it's it's, uh, football or swimming or volleyball, basketball, anything, anything. And I will support you as long as you also do that one hour. And let's just say for the time being that you do it for me so that I feel that you guys also, you know, grow stronger and fitter and more self-confident. And uh, the more or less they've been doing that over the years and sometimes with, with, um, with more pleasure than, than other times. But uh, overall, it's it's been a really interesting uh, journey with the girls. And uh, by now, uh, yeah, uh, my oldest, she's really into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. She really loves it. And uh, sometimes I roll with her and usually I lose badly. I, I don't stand yeah, much yeah. of a chance, to be frank. Sometimes I can muscle myself out of it. But uh, of course, that's not fair sports. That's just muscle power. <laughs> it has nothing to do with technique. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my youngest, uh, with, with Muay Thai, uh, yeah, her, her kicks and, and, and punches are incredibly powerful, and uh, yeah, that's that's good to see. And uh, at the same time, of course, for her, her real passion is is volleyball and football. And we also give her all, all the room for that uh, as long as, uh, of course, things are going well with uh, with the grades uh, at school. But it's 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 not only the academic, you know, learning is before is important. It's also really uh, sports that I feel is, is very important for students. And of course, the social aspects as well at school. So it's that combination of these things that need to come together in the right way. Yeah
0: yeah uh we sometimes we deal with parents a lot of athletes and especially girls parents they often have these misconceptions that maybe sports aren't for girls um and we we don't offer combat sports we don't offer martial arts Mm -hmm. uh with football basketball volleyball uh what would you say to parents who maybe have some of these misconceptions uh whether it's for boys or for girls but just about uh well, my son, my son and daughter shouldn't play sports. They need to study. They they shouldn't do martial arts because it's violent. What what would you say to parents who have some of these thoughts?
2: Yeah, I think sports in general. If we if we start there, I think that's the the, the, the easy entry point. Um, how I look at it, also for myself. Now, if I sport a lot, I do better at my work.
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: I sport a lot, I do better at home. Uh, because I'm I'm. I feel better. My mind is more clear, uh, and and I can do a better job. And the same uh, when you're a student, if you have those few hours per week that you can just you know turn off your brain, and really kind of recharge your battery, you you will most likely do better also academically. Uh, so I think it's even if you, if as a parent, if you you like no no no, it's all about the academic performance. I think, and I absolutely believe that sports can help with the academic performance as well. Uh, here we have a typical, uh, you know, uh, zoom situation here with cats yeah. showing up. So, well, they're part of the family. Uh, and then um, with with martial arts, I think again there are there are indeed a lot of uh, misconceptions, and it starts with uh, that all martial arts are are about fighting, um, which I seriously disagree with. Uh, Of course, there are gyms that are not the ones that you want to send your children to. Uh, There are gyms, dojos that I don't want to go to. I've been to a few uh, and like, you know, you train one hour and you're like, okay, this is the first and the last time I'll be here because the only thing that you guys are busy with is, is your ego and indeed, you know, fighting and that's not what I'm going for. So like with any sport, you have to find a place that really fits you and your objectives. And um, I think that you know, with many of the, the the martial arts, especially if you look at the traditional martial arts uh, like uh, karate and judo and jujutsu, the whole philosophy starts with with respect. And uh, with respect, again, for the teacher and for your fellow students, it's not about violence and fighting. And you can train a lot <laughs> without doing <Wow>. any <laughs> without doing any fighting. Um, so it's it's not about fighting. It's it's about a discipline. It's about learning the techniques. It's about very good teamwork. And it also, you know, on top of that, indeed, if you are in a difficult situation, um, you can handle yourself. And it's always a good story that one day uh, Rose at school, uh, not here, many years ago when she was nine, she she got herself. Somehow she was in a difficult situation in a library. Three boys uh, harassed her. And, well, she took care of it. And Mm -hmm. then yeah of course the school director asked me well why did your girl beat up those boys I said well because they harassed her she had to defend herself and I was very happy that she was able to do that so she did not become a victim um, so I think first of all if we look at sports it's about uh, you know your overall well-being That really benefits from sports um, your academic performance will likely also do uh, do well um, as long as you balance course the amount of time that you invest in sports vis-a-vis your homework uh, and sometimes that may be difficult i think with martial arts it really for me it brings that that aspect of of discipline of perseverance um, and of respect i think for me perseverance is one of the things that i really also myself i learned from from martial arts you know the, the 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 endless drills that you do you don't do thousand techniques. No, you do one, one technique 10,000 times. And mm-hmm. that's how you get better and better and better. Uh, so also learning to, to concentrate and to focus on, on perfection. So all these things, you don't see that maybe in the movies, um, but you really do get that away uh, from training uh, sports and especially from training martial arts.
1: Alex, mm, in the international school world, we're pretty traditional with our sports, right? So we have the core sports of volleyball, basketball, and soccer. Um, we have swimming on the program, but not much martial arts. What kind of martial arts would you uh, tell the schools to implement uh, as part of the program? Is there a specific martial art that you say that, that the kids would benefit that uh, from, from that martial art most than some, something else?
2: Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because different martial arts bring something different. And not every martial art is for everybody. Because, for example, with Jiu-Jitsu and with Judo, there is a lot of physical contact, mm-hmm. uh, and like kind of you know being on top of each other. Uh, that may not be a very desirable situation for many teenagers. They may, may feel very uncomfortable uh, in that situation if you haven't specifically chosen for that sport. Um, so but I think that's also that that learning aspect. You may not want to start immediately with that. Um, then of course you have you know, sports like uh, taekwondo or karate, where you, you don't have that issue. Uh, so in that sense, it could be a little bit kind of you know, easier entry point into martial arts. But then again, you know, you know uh, kicking and punching is is not for everybody uh, because they are just very different sports. Uh, for me, I mean, boxing, of course, is another an, another you know very well known martial art. But for me, it's um, it's it's a little bit uh, too limited for myself at least because you only work with your arms. Uh, I like to have kind of a, a full body workout. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe you no know, if I if I think about a full body workout and and learning kind of many uh, really improving your your motor skills. Uh, i would say that probably jiu jitsu is one of the best um because it's it's both it's stand up it's it's on the ground uh, the diversity is tremendous you have mm-hmm. endless number of 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 combinations you know if you look at uh, karate or muay thai well with muay thai you basically have like 8 9 techniques and that's it and you just become really good at it and that's it um with uh, jiu jitsu it's it's the the, the variations and the and how you make all these different combinations into a new combination uh, i think and you use every muscle every muscle in your body more or less so i think that's what i really like about uh jiu-jitsu also if i would think about the school then yeah as a as a, a teacher at school you have to figure out how do you deal with you know the boy and the girl situation um and you know that may be a little bit easier when you do, for example, uh, Muay Thai or Karate. Um, I think that for me, I would earlier go. With, well, yeah, it's difficult to say. You know, with karate, I think the advantage the advantage is that there is you no know, there's a very clear you know system in place. yes, mm-hmm. there are belts, so you can you know at least in the beginning you you have points kind of to measure um, progress. it's one way of measuring progress. so I think that helps with uh, taking a very structured approach to it. Uh, I think more Thai in that way is is less structured. Uh, I trained in many different places and everybody has a completely different spin on it. On, on how they teach, so I don't know if there's an uh, an uh, kind of a, an easy uh, kind of uh, you know go to uh, Amazon.com and get yourself a manual how to teach Muay Thai. Um, so doing that in a structured way, I think would take a little bit more time. Uh, but on the other hand, I think Muay Thai is is maybe a little bit more fun. I would say. Uh, you know, with the gloves and with the pads, because that's not what you use with uh, normal with, with standards kind of karate teaching. At least how I got it, but that's been like twenty years ago. Uh, so I don't know to what extent karate has evolved over the last uh, one and a half, two decades in terms of teaching methods. Uh, because otherwise, I think karate could be a little bit kind of less exciting these days for kids. Uh, Because yeah, you need to know where they're coming from in terms of what do they see on TV, what do they know about martial Mm -hmm. arts, what do they connect with, what looks cool, what looks interesting to them. Um, So yeah, I think those three options or two or three options, uh, Muay Thai, uh, BJJ uh, and perhaps Karate um, would be interesting to explore. Uh, I don't know too much about Taekwondo, it's just not my thing, Uh, I've seen it a few times um, I'm sure that it it will be. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very well developed, obviously. So that would be um, uh, would make it a bit easier uh, for teachers to 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 give it a go. Um, but yeah, I think it's also really if you want to look at it from a kind of an academic kind of learning perspective. Yeah, that's where professionals like you guys need to look at it, and not only as a as me as a practitioner.
0: Mm-hmm. Most definitely. One thing I I want to comment on is just uh, you mentioned a few times how it helps clear your mind and then in jujitsu, how you get in so many different situations and combinations. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed with jujitsu is uh, just kind of when you get with somebody and you just roll and you get kind of into the flow, right? And you're just kind of going back and forth and it's almost, um, it's almost like a dance. You know, you're both on the ground, you're rolling around, you've got his ankle over your head and, and you've mm-hmm. just forgotten about everything else and you're just kind of in the present moment.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that's one thing that I really enjoyed about jujitsu. Uh, yep. My wife was kind of like those parents. I got actually got her involved in jujitsu a little bit too. Uh-huh. Yeah, her, She was very much like, oh, it's violent, it's sweaty. We have to touch each other. Um, uh, yeah,
2: that's exactly. You know, then, it's not for everybody. But, yeah, mm-hmm. But at
0: first uh, that was her mindset. And then after going ah, a good. few times and actually like, learning a few things and getting to choke me out and practice on me a, few, a little bit, uh, <laughs> then really the phone starts, it, you know, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. indeed, are really it's, it's definitely something where, where you, you need to go through it and in the beginning, like, okay, so you're on top of each other and then you look at it. Okay. That's kind of weird. But when you're in it, I mean, you don't have time to think about the sweaty armpit or something. No, because if you think about that, you will be choked out. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's when you kind of let go of whatever has happened that day in your mind. And the same is uh, when I'm sparring uh, Muay Thai with with my uh, with my trainer. Yeah, if I think too much about about work, well, uh, he probably will punch me a few times when I'm thinking no. about the latest no. email. So you just you just can't afford it, and you don't want it, and then you yeah you get into that flow into the rhythm. And that's and then you finally when when the the round is over, uh, then then you feel you feel really good. It's very, even if you've lost badly, it still feels good. You know mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's Alex,
1: perfect. we're uh, nearing the end of our interview. Um, our podcast is all about the educational-based athletics philosophy. Uh, sports <laughs> as a tool for life skills. Is there any parents, um, students are watching? What what would you uh, give them as the main uh, life skill that martial arts give you? teach uh-huh. you?
2: I think for for uh, for children and and uh, including for myself, although I started a bit later when I was nineteen, of course. Uh, it's it's the it's it's respect, it's it's discipline, uh, it's focus. And its perseverance, and clearing your mind. I think those those five things for me are the real kind of takeaways. And as as long as I can can stand on my feet, um, I will continue uh, with 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 martial arts because it just it it really um, it it it's part of my life. It's part of who I am. That's what has happened with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Well, uh, yeah, thanks, Alex, for coming on. We really appreciate it. It's uh, it's fun to talk to people who have a similar background to myself in, uh, you know, kind of martial arts training and combat sports training. Uh, because, yeah, that's a lot of what you had mentioned was what I took away from my experience as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's always great to talk about.
1: Yeah, thank you, Alex, for your time. We really
2: appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we wish you a good Saturday afternoon. Yes, you too, guys. And all the best with uh, the, the, the challenging times of uh, teaching online. I think that for sports, it's even more difficult than for any other subject. I just had, uh, what was it earlier this week, my first BJJ lesson online, which is kind of interesting.
1: Oh, that, um, yeah.
2: But we make it work, man. That's what we got to do. That is important. Yeah. So, uh, because it, it again, oh, and also we started doing online yoga again, just to you know keep stretching and also for your mindset. So I think these things are really important in these difficult times because it's so easy to forget the the physical part of being kind of locked up at home. Um, And I think for kids, it's so important to, to continue somehow uh, yeah so finding creative ways of doing that you know in our in our family but also for you guys with your students and i also hope that uh, that parents will really find ways of stimulating their children at home to exercise and to eat healthy because they definitely need it with with kind of you know 20 meters up and down uh, the house that you can walk and that's it so uh, yeah all the best to you guys as well and thank you so much for uh, for reaching out
0: So we just interviewed Alex Hykins, uh, the director of UNICEF here in Mongolia. Um, and it was awesome to get to talk about his martial arts background. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize he didn't start till he was 19. Yeah. Um, you know, and I had a little bit of the same thing with my parents when I first started wrestling, but they didn't stop me from wrestling. They were concerned, but they, they let me try it. Uh, but I'm glad that he was able to find it and take so much away from it um even though he did start a little bit later and it seems like because of that his daughters have been able to uh, get involved and kind of learn some of those same things respect discipline self-confidence that you can get from a combat sport and from from sports
1: yeah, it's great to, to have him on the podcast. And uh, I was actually I had I had a quote here from UNICEF that I wanted to share with him, but uh, it says play has the power to transform and improve the lives of children. And he was talking about the rolling part of jiu-jitsu, right? That's all about playing together. Uh, that really is. sport. It is about and uh, his his daughter is big on the on the on the on the jujitsu. And uh, we talked about to tap out. So all our sports is a lot ego driven, right? Scoring a spike and. And yeah, ha- when you have to tap out, you have to let the ego go. That's all about Yeah, what you're yeah,
0: do, yeah. Right? It's you It's to either let the ego go or you pass out. It's one <laughs> of the two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's, it was great. Even just hearing him talk about just, uh, you know, letting everything go in your mind. I can remember when I was in college, getting in fights with my girlfriend at the time or uh, whatever issues were going on. And then I go to wrestling practice, clear my mind and I come out and Forget I had been in a fight and why, why are you so mad? What's the problem? Um, but these sports can do that. They can just kind of help you deal with your stress, clear your mind, get your thoughts in order. Um, so that way you can handle your problems. You can handle stressful situations.
1: Um, and I think it is important to, when you when talked about the international school circuit, that we need to look into implementing some kind of martial arts uh, not for the sports specific but for all the, all the life skills that they bring um, every country has their own specific martial arts right it's also a way to connect uh, mm-hmm. we are big here on the mongolian wrestling it's also part of a culture that people that kids learn from that and i think we should look into that and more more schools around the world to implement more of those martial arts into their programs
0: yeah. It's even like the Mike Tyson quote you shared before this, uh, before we started the interview uh, off camera, you had mentioned, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth or punched in the head. So like, it's, it's good to have to deal with that. You know, you get I'm wrestling, you get tossed to your back or, you know, jujitsu you have to tap out or, um, you know, boxing, you get punched in the face, you know, what are you going to do now? Uh, how do you bounce back? So um,
1: and especially that resilience right and our kids sometimes struggle with that when they lose a a game or that that, that resilience and i think martial arts could be very very benef- beneficial for our kids as an extra as an extra life skills builder so we are going to definitely going to look into that cd for our division
0: most of, most definitely
1: most definitely um again we uh thank alex Haikins for being on our podcast um it's great to talk to him and uh yeah thank
0: you everyone for watching um we appreciate it like and subscribe down below that'll help us uh, reach more people uh and if you liked what you saw share it with somebody just say hey this was a good interview um if you're interested in martial arts as a student uh, and your parents maybe have some of those same views that alex's parents had uh, maybe share this video with them and they might change their mind so thank you everyone for watching and until next time